Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook so you can be in the know with all the updates happening with the show. Remember, you can find DBE on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else podcasts are available. And to add to that, you can visit dbetravel.com and listen right from there as well. And of course, make sure to tell a friend about the show. North Carolina is a state that has a little bit of something for everyone, and today we're going to be talking about a place known for its delicious wine and unique tie to Andy Griffith. Yes, we're heading to Yadkin Valley, North Carolina. My guest today is someone who knows the Yadkin Valley area very, very well. It's Anna from the Stuck on the Go blog, and we're going to cover things to do in the towns of Elkin and Mount Airy, along with some vineyards and outdoorsy things to check out as well. There's really a lot more in this area than I ever would have guessed. Anna has a blog post on her Stuck on the Go website that pairs great with our conversation today. Listeners, simply scroll down to the show notes where I have her three days in the Yadkin Valley blog linked. I really enjoyed learning about all the neat things to do around the Yadkin Valley. I hope you can learn something as well. So here's my chat with Anna from the Stuck on the Go blog. Anna, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How's it going? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for coming on. And Anna, today we're going to be covering an area that's very special to you. It's actually the place where you live, the Yadkin Valley in North Carolina. It's an area that I'm truthfully not too familiar with, but I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about it. Um, Can you give me just a quick overview of the Yadkin Valley? Where in North Carolina is it? What's it like? And what makes it so unique? Yeah, so it is located in kind of the northwest part of North Carolina. It's in the foothills. Um, So think, you know, rolling hills, um, small towns. Uh, There's tons of outdoor opportunities. And really what we're known for are our wineries here. Um, And so the, the Yakin Valley AVA, the American Viticulture Association, was actually the first established AVA in North Carolina. Um, And we have, I think now it's over 40 wineries in the area. Um, So there's there's a lot. And so one, I guess, distinction really quick, you know, when we talk about the Yakin Valley AVA, it spans across seven counties here in Northwest North Carolina. But if you are just like Googling, you know, Yakin Valley, and if you look up Yakin Valley NC, um, the Visitors Bureau will pop up and, and they focus in only on Surrey County um, within the Yakin Valley AVA. And so I think today we're gonna mostly be talking about Surrey County in North Carolina. Surrey County, great. And like you mentioned, you know, you talked already about wineries and outdoor uh, opportunities and activities to do. We're going to get into those because uh, you have a great article on your website, stuckonthego.com, that shows what visitors can do in the Yakin Valley in Surrey County uh, in that area over three days. So I'd love to jump into that itinerary. So listeners, be sure to scroll down in the show notes to find the three days in Yadkin Valley blog. And Anna, let's take a closer look at day number one. Day one. Your itinerary starts with breakfast at a place called the Squeeze Box in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. 
And here, the space is pretty tiny, but the food at Squeezebox is a local hit. Tell me more about the Squeezebox and the food that you can find there. Yeah, so the building is super, super tiny. Um, basically, you walk in and I think it's it's almost just bar seating. And so really, when, when we go to the squeeze box, um, typically we pick up stuff to go. Um, and honestly, I've only had their breakfast sandwiches, but they're so good. Like I, I didn't want to try anything else. And so this, this is just a great spot for like a, a bacon, egg and cheese, sausage, egg and cheese. It, it's locally owned, you know, and, and they recently changed ownership, I think within the last two years, but it's, it is still fantastic. That's great. And, you know, after getting some food at the squeeze box, maybe you can take it with you. But next on your itinerary is a visit to Pilot Mountain State Park. What is Pilot Mountain State Park like, and what are some of the things that you can do around the park? Yeah, so Pilot Mountain is basically just a mountain that pops up out of nowhere. I, you know, like I mentioned, there are rolling hills, you know, through the Yakin Valley, but then um, Pilot Mountain and then the area called Hanging Rock, um, those two areas, you just have, um, you know, just mountains that, that pop up out of the landscape. And uh, so uh, Pilot Mountain got its name because it was used for navigation for a long time, you know, b- because you can see it from a long ways off. And so uh, there are actually two different sections to the park. There is the mountain section and then there's the river section, which is down uh, by the Yakin River. Um, and so with the mountain section, the mountain is what's closest to the town of Pilot Mountain. Um, they're probably just five minutes away from each other and so uh, the most popular activities at the park are hiking and climbing Um, but if you go to the river section you know you can also kayak and so uh, for for this itinerary going to the mountain section the hiking trails that are most popular are probably the Jomioki trail which is short it's like less than a mile just a great little walk, um, you know, pretty easy. But if you wanted something more challenging, then you could also do the ledge springs and the grindstone trails. And those just make a loop. They're beautiful views because all of those trails start at the top of the mountain. And so there's there's a small parking lot up there. So on the weekends, that can get pretty full. Um, and they've actually recently implemented a shuttle service so, you know, if, if you get there a little bit later on weekends, you may have to park down at the bottom. You can hike up to the top, but that is a seven-mile round-trip hike. And so it takes a little while, and it's it's pretty strenuous. Um, but it, it is, it's a, a nice workout. So, yeah, I, I love going out there and hiking and just, you know, enjoying the views. And for anyone that's listening that might not be familiar with like North Carolina and the wildlife in your, you know, section of where you live, if someone's hiking out there, what kind of wildlife or, or, you know, nature might they encounter or see? So I have seen deer out there, but that's, you know, if you go right when the park opens, um, that's going to be your best chance to see the deer. And birds of course tons of birds i'm just getting into birding so i'm not sure exactly you know what species but those are probably the most common you know squirrels and chipmunks um ones that you should probably you know watch out for would be snakes 
I haven't personally seen snakes out there, but I, I do know, you know, they're there. So, yeah. Cool. So the town of Mount Airy is next on your list, and it seems like a really cool place to explore. I know there's a connection to the Andy Griffith show. Uh, they have some great local food. Your blog mentions places like Old North State Restaurant and Thirsty Souls Community Brewing. And there's plenty of other sites and shopping someone can do around the town. Anna, can you tell me a little more about some of your favorite places around Mount Airy and how you can suggest visitors might want to you know, get to know the town? Yeah, so what? Uh- did you ever watch the Andy Griffith show? I No, I did not. Never have, no. Okay, so it was really big, you know, around me. I mean, maybe because of Mount Airy, but, you know, uh, I grew up, my, my dad loved the show. It's really just a, a good, wholesome show. And so Mount Airy is Andy Griffith's hometown. And the town in the show is, is called Mayberry, based off of Mount Airy. And they actually reference Mount Pilot a lot in the show. So, you know, Pilot Mountain. And so when you visit Mount Airy, if you wanted to, you know, really get into the Andy Griffith stuff, they have the Andy Griffith Museum. They've got Wally's Service Station, Snappy Lunch, which are, you know, things mentioned in, in the show. You can take a tour in a squad car. So, you know, it'd be because so Andy was the sheriff in the show and so you would get to tour in in their squad car um go to floyd's barber shop and there are also you know little souvenir shops all on main street that you know sell i guess andy griffith uh memorabilia you can also actually stay in his boyhood home which i thought was really cool it's it's listed on airbnb if you're not an andy griffith fan though you know that's okay mount area is still a super cute town you mentioned Old North State and Thirsty Souls. So both places have great food. Um, Old North State is probably a little more like upscale, a little more pricey, but it, it's very good. And it's act, it's in an old renovated hardware store. And so uh, the, the floors are kind of like the old wooden floor. You've got the brick walls. It's very industrial feel. It's, it's just a really cool space. And then Thirsty Souls is one of our favorite spots for pizza in Mount Airy. They they make really, really good pizza. Um, and we, we love their beer, too. It's very good. And then some other restaurants. There's some really great restaurants in downtown Mount Airy. The Mikasa on Main is a great place for tacos. The Loaded Goat, I think they came in number one or number two for the best cheeseburger in North Carolina. And they've, you know, won the award like multiple years in a row. Very good cheeseburgers. Tons of cute stores downtown. So, you know, clothing stores like Vintage Blush and Fancy Cap Outfitters, candle shops. There's a cute bookstore that also uh, is a coffee shop. And that's, uh, I think, Pages Books and Coffee. I, I love going in there. Um, and then if you're a history buff, there's also a, a history museum downtown. It's the Mount Airy Museum of Regional History. So and it's it's a really great museum. Probably a lot more to do than than people, you know, than outsiders realize. It sounds like there's really a For ton sure. to do. So let's jump to day number two. Day two. Day two is all about Elkin, North Carolina, and your itinerary gets us started with breakfast at the Yellow Door Cafe. What types of breakfast treats might someone find at the Yellow Door Cafe? 
Yeah, so Yellow Door Cafe is relatively new to Elkin, and it is really, really good. Um, so they are uh, known for their quiche, actually. Everybody really, really likes their quiche, but, you know, they also have, like, chicken and waffles. They've got Eggs Benedict, some breakfast sandwiches, and then they, you know, serve lunch items as well, so soup and sandwiches and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's a great spot for, you know, a good breakfast. And then, as you already kind of alluded to earlier, the area is known for wineries, and Elkin sounds like it has some really fabulous wineries to explore. What is the winery scene like around Elkin, and what are some of your favorite wineries? And then also, how can someone maybe experience some of the different wineries in the area? Yeah, so I actually hate having to choose my favorite winery because <laughs> there are so many good ones. And, okay, so the Yakin Valley is actually on a similar latitude to Tuscany. And I hope I'm saying that right, because this is something that I've heard from some of the owners of, of the wineries, you know, I've, I've heard them explain this. Um, but so basically we have a similar climate and a similar soil to Tuscany. And so when a lot of people think about North Carolina wine, they think the sweet muscadine wine, but that is not what the Yakin Valley produces. It produces, you know, more of the dry wines and, and, you know, what you would think of when you think, um, you know, Tuscan wines, you know, the wines from Italy. Um, and so we have some really, really good dry red wines. So a few of my favorite wineries in the Elkin area are Carolina Heritage Vineyard, Grassy Creek, Elkin Creek, and then there's actually kind of a sub-AVA um, called the Swan Creek AVA that is, is also part of the Yakin Valley, and it's, it's pretty close to Elkin as well. Um, and there are some fantastic wineries there as well. Um, Piccioni, Dobbins Creek, and Windsor Run are all great wineries in the Swan Creek area. And if you don't have a designated driver, there are actually uh, wine tours that you can take that, that'll, you know, drive you through the area. So Frog Holler Wine Tours um, is one, and the Elkin Vine Line is another option. After spending some time enjoying the amazing Elkin wineries, visitors may also want to check out downtown Elkin. What's the downtown area like, and how does it compare to Mount Airy? Definitely the downtown area is, is a lot smaller. Um, there are still some great places to eat, though, and a couple, you know, really cute shops. So uh, places to eat, there's Angry Troll, which is also well known for their pizza and beer. Um, you know, perfect combination. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then so Southern on Main is also it's a little bit more of an upscale place. I mean, but it, it's still casual, you know. And then one kind of hidden gem is Harry's Place. Now you talk about hole in the wall place. <laughs> like this is it. Um, and so it's it's basically kind of like a cinder block building kind of down by the railroad tracks. And so when you first pull up to it, I mean, you uh, might, you know, you might kind of be like, okay, why did she send me here? <laughs> um, but if you like crab legs, they have the best crab legs. And, you know, they they do a few other things that are really good. They have uh, great shrimp as well, you know, hamburger steak. Um, but this is really, you know, kind of a no-frills place. I mean, but my husband and I, we uh, we love it. Um, it's kind of our, our choice for date night. But, yeah, it's, it's nothing fancy or anything. And then 
so back on the main street, there is um, the November Room is a super cute little shop. It's kind of got, you know, booths set up from different vendors in the area. And one of the main draws for Elkin is the Reeves Historic Theater. Um, and it's, you know, a renovated theater where they have music acts come in. And it's, it's really great. It, it's a cool spot to see a show. And then I, I know that we've already talked about, you know, a lot of the wineries, but there are also some great places to get drinks. Um, downtown, one is the Wisdom Table, which is a wine bar. And they have local options as well as, you know, wines from around the world. And then Fruition Cocktails is a great cocktail bar. I mean, you would not think that a town the size of Elkin would have, you know, kind of this high-end cocktail bar, but it is awesome. It's, it's really cool. Day three. So day number three is focused on the outdoors. And I don't know about you, Anna, but I love starting the day off with a hike when I travel, when I can. Um, And your itinerary takes us to Stone Mountain State Park, which has a wonderful four and a half mile loop to hike. And the pictures of the state park on your blog post look gorgeous. Anna, can you tell me more about Stone Mountain State Park? Yeah, so I'm the same way. I also love to hike when I travel. Um... You know, it's just a fun way to see the area. And Stone Mountain is definitely worth it. I mean, it's one of the best places to hike around here. And so it's named for the massive granite dome that you, you know, see on the hike. Um, And then you actually want, if you take the Stone Mountain Loop that you mentioned, that's, it's, you know, four and a half miles. It is strenuous, but it is so worth it. Um, you actually hike to the top of that granite dome. Um, and so the views are beautiful because Stone Mountain is like further into the mountains of North Carolina. And so you, you kind of really get those beautiful mountain views. So it, the park is known for hiking and trout fishing, actually. Um, and there are a few different waterfalls in the park that you get to see. Uh, everybody loves waterfalls. You know, that's, that's uh, what they want to go see. The loop does take you by one waterfall. I, I think it's actually called Stone Mountain Falls, maybe. But this is another park that gets really crowded on the weekends. And so and the loop is, of course, you know, one of the most popular hikes. If that's crowded, then Wolf Rock, Cedar Rock, and Blackjack Ridge are great hikes. And even when the park is crowded, like I don't see a single person on those trails. So it's, it's really nice. So if you're visiting the area and you've gotten some hiking in, uh, another thing you can do is pop over to the Roaring River Vineyards for some delicious food and wine. Talk a little bit about the Roaring River Vineyards. Yeah, so this I always go to Roaring River Vineyards after I go to Stone Mountain State Park. I mean, it's, you know, it, it is a must visit. Um, definitely one of my favorite wineries in Yakin Valley. I wish that it wasn't so far from where I lived. But they so they have a large and kind of elegant tasting room, you know, but I still feel comfortable coming here, you know, after I've gone hiking, you know, in, in my hiking clothes and everything. So it's it's really nice. The wine is delicious and the tasting room sits on uh, the Roaring River. And so they have a deck out on the back of the tasting room where you can, you know, sit, enjoy your wine and look out over the river. 
and they also have, you know, an in-house restaurant and their food is amazing. Um, I, I love eating there. Great food, great wine, great views. You can't beat it. Um, so Anna, we've talked about how someone can spend three days around the Yadkin Valley, but I also want to ask you quickly about where someone can stay during their visit. What are the accommodation options like around the Yadkin Valley area? Yeah, so the most common are vacation rentals. So, you know, Airbnb, uh, VRBO, those are going to be kind of what you see the most. Um, There are two hotel options. There is the Fairfield Inn in Elkin, which I've heard is very nice. Um, The Hampton Inn in Mount Airy, I have not had any friends stay there. So, you know, I, I don't have any, you know, personal experience stories with that one. But... Those are, you know, two options. Um, A lot of the wineries actually also have um, rental properties that are on site. So uh, those are also, you know, a a good thing to look at because they could offer, you know, some other perks in addition to, you know, just just staying there. Um, So, you know, complimentary tastings or they some of them might include, you know, a bottle with your room. Very cool. And and it was so great having you on the show to talk about things to do while visiting the Atkin Valley. But before you go, I want the listeners to know a little bit more about you and your Stuck on the Go blog. Talk about your love for travel, what made you launch the Stuck on the Go blog, and what visitors can find if they check out your website. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, traveled a lot as a kid with my parents. Um, We did uh, a lot of travel in the Southeast. Uh, So I was born in North Carolina. You know, I've lived here my whole life. And so I, I didn't start to branch out from that until I got into college. And then once I graduated, I did a five week trip to Europe. And, and after that, it was like, okay, you know, this is what I love. Um, and so that's like really kind of what sparked my love for travel. Of course, my five week Europe trip was in 2017. And so you know, 2020, I was supposed to go back, you know, and travel internationally again. So I haven't done that much international travel um, since then, but I've definitely stayed busy, you know, with travel in the U.S. And so I launched the blog in 2019, actually, you know, kind of just as a hobby, um, a way to write about, you know, my my trip to Europe and, and things like that, figured out in 2020 that I could turn it into a business. And so then I started pursuing that full time. So if you go to my website um, now, what you can find is mostly travel in the U.S. I love focusing in on like smaller towns in the South. Um, That's, you know, really kind of like my my favorite location um, just because I'm from here and I I love showing it off. And so uh, you'll find a lot of guides like things to do, uh, restaurants in specific locations, you know, places to hike, kayak, travel tips, and then itineraries for these different places. It's a really wonderful website. I loved reading through it. And if we want to stay connected with you, uh, where on social media can we go to give Stuck on the Go a follow? Yeah, so uh, I am most active on Facebook and Instagram, and it's just at Stuck on the Go. Um, I also have Twitter and Pinterest, but you know, don't, don't do as much with those. Um, but yeah, I, I love connecting with other travelers. Um, so definitely, you know, if if you're listening to this, um, 
reach out. You know, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. So, Anna, I do have one more question for you today. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And I want to ask you, are you someone who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share something that you've learned about travel or through travel or just share some kind of travel related lesson? Okay, that is such a good question. Um, And I think you can look at it in multiple different ways. So I, I would consider myself a student of travel. And what I mean by multiple different ways is, you know, there is, I don't know if you would call it an art form to travel, but, you know, there are smarter ways to travel, if that makes sense, you know. And so when you start out, it's like you have no idea how to, to plan your itinerary. You have no idea, you know, how to, it's, it's just so overwhelming, you know, putting a trip together and, so you, you get better and better at that as you plan more trips and as you do more things. For that, the number one thing that has helped me is Google Maps and Google Sheets. So, you know, uh, choose it, uh, saving the places that I want to go on Google Maps and then using a Google Sheet to, you know, plan my days out. The other way that I feel like you can be a student of travel is by learning about the cultures, you know, that you immerse yourself in. So, you know, the different places that you go, I think that that is what is so neat about travel is, is being able to, you know, connect with other people who do things differently than you do. And so I, I think when, once you realize that, and once you kind of seek out these connections in the places that you go, I think that's another way that, that you can be, a, you know, a student of travel and that, you know, it's one of the things that I love about it. I love that answer. Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so great having you on the show to talk about uh, your home base, which sounds like such an interesting place. I can't wait to get out there, but uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. A big DBE thank you to Anna for joining the show. Be sure to visit stuckonthego.com to find more travel blog posts that cover North Carolina and beyond. After you've visited stuckonthego.com, do me a favor and visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Remember, no matter where you're listening to DBE, hit that subscribe or follow button. A couple more ways to support the show, you can give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on social media, and of course, recommend this podcast to someone you know who loves learning about travel. In addition to DBE, I'm part of a show called Destination Dispatch, and it's a live stream show I co-host with some colleagues in the travel industry. Each week, we talk to destination specialists to learn more about their destination. The show is live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch the show by following Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Well, that is all I've got. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.